The swamp without a still is just a tent. A martini without olives doesn't quite make it. And Mash Minute is intended for mature audiences. Put on your headphones. Listen for the tone of your favorite podcast. Mash Minute. Well, it's a minute-by-minute detailed analysis of the movie without which the series wouldn't exist. Megan and Tooney, and guest will make three. Goddamn Army, MASH Minute. Welcome to MASH Minute, where for some reason that I'm questioning now, but it's too late to do anything about, we talk about the 1970 Robert Altman film that inspired a wonderful show, which I love, but also now I have a lot of feelings because people have brought up some very valid points. And I'm Tierney Steele. And I'm Megan Coleman, and this is my first podcast, so uh, thanks, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Rachel Mummert. Rachel came back. Shocking. I came back again. <laughs> Our gender studies podcast is so schedule. <laughs> you know what though? I feel like if there was going to be a movies by minutes of this, it needed to be done by two women. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because we have the Thatchers to handle it now. <laughs> to quote Stephen Colbert there. Stephen Colbert in a different incarnation of Stephen Colbert. Let's just be fair. But it's beautiful. Thatchers. Oh. Even though I can't stand Margaret Thatcher anyway. <laughs> it is a good line. I'll give it that. It is a great line. That's why I love it. We're talking about Minute 47. It starts with Duke and Trapper surrounding Houlihan in the mess tent. And it ends with Henry, Leslie, and Radar walking across the compound. And the verb surrounding's a little menacing, but none of that sounds too bad. And I hate... I hate all of it. I have feminist feelings about all of it. I have a page in my notes and literally it's just a giant word, why? Yeah. <laughs> that I underlined multiple times and started like middle school-esque, like adding on to the letters and like that artsy sort of way we used to in middle school, right? Like just, just why? <laughs> to make it look pretty or something. <laughs> and then I have actual notes on the next page, but it's just like, why? Maybe I'll do a little doodle of that. That could be fun. Would that be like your zen to get you through this minute? You're just going to doodle like around My why? My only written down notes are feminism feelings. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I should have gone to him. I'm just <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll break it down more detail for a quick run through for people who haven't watched the movie in a while. Duke is on one side, Trapper's on the other. And here, here I, I'm going to point out good things. Trapper okay. is miming his appreciation to the cook. <laughs> yeah. Not a bad thing. Not a no. bad thing. Everyone is wearing hat. This is a great hat minute. Very good hat I'll minute. I'll give it that. <laughs> but Duke christens Margaret with her new nickname by saying, Well, hi, hot lip. And doffing his cap. This starts the uh, physical comedy bit of the minute <laughs> with her spinning back and forth between these two, sloshing her, I guess, oatmeal. Yeah. All, all over the place. She basically escapes, storms away. However, I was, whatever mood I was in, writing these, writing down the summary. Trapper asks, well, what's the matter with her today? To which Hawkeye replies, oh, I don't know. I think it's one of those ladies things. Uh. They then mock her, not being able to open the door in her fury. 
And say they think she's going to have a nervous breakdown. She finally makes it out the door. Hawkeye laughs as Trapper triumphantly finishes getting his oatmeal. I think tells you all my feelings about that bit. (laughs) And then the scene changes and it doesn't get better. No, not really. Hawkeye sits down across from Frank. That is going to pay off. (laughs) And says, heard from your wife whistles and lifts his eyebrows appreciatively. (laughs) And then we cut to Radar and Blake in the compound, which would be fine. Radar and Blake together are adorable. I love this little bit with the briefcase. But then Leslie comes up and I'm just angry all over again at how blatantly he uses his younger Uh... girlfriend who works for him. Yes. So where do we start with our outrage girl? I think mine is, especially when Hawkeye comes up and touches Houlihan's shoulder. Like, it's just one of those little physical touches. It's like, don't touch me. Like, that's, you don't just do that. Here's an idea, guys. Don't touch women unless told to, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's hard because it is funny. I mean, the faces Elliot Gould is making. Yeah, those are funny is all over my brand new flannel like (laughs) sutherland's little thing like it's really hard because i get why like we're watching a comedy Mm -hmm. and the splashing and the back and spinning and everyone gets some and duke jumping out of the way but (laughs) how can i be like ha 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 (sighs) saunter's over just and actually yeah that's super annoying because if he had tapped Duke on his shoulder like that, I would love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If if Duke had been getting coffee and Hawkeye tapped him on his left shoulder to come up on his right, I would think that was, like, the cutest thing between friends <laughs> in the world. Like, oh, look, they're so cute. But instead, you're... Yeah. And I think, to me, you know, she when she's getting her breakfast and she thinks she's so close to just being able to get out of there with as minimal of a scene as possible. And then he says, well, hi, Hot Lips. And that's just it. Like, that is the moment that just pushes her like, oh, you know, crap. <laughs> I'm not going to get out of out of this without without that. And it really is when Hawkeye comes up that everything just kicks up a notch. Uh-huh. And I do have to wonder with Trapper, that spoon, is he double dipping? Is he dipping in his own bowl? Or I is hope he just he's like... dipping in his own bowl. <laughs> I, I do too. I'm like, is he just testing out the oatmeal before he gets some? I hope not, but... Because <laughs> he does have a bowl of his own, so... Yeah, we'll just We can that. at least, like... Pretend that's what's happening. Give ourselves yeah. that tiny little bit. Because <laughs> I can't imagine the rest of the oatmeal in the vat of whateverness it's in, it like, tastes any better <laughs> i know based on the previous minute's reaction in line <laughs> for the <laughs> love of god let that one have been smart enough like maybe he dips it in and so she takes the ladle and gets that part of it because oh, yeah. he has his bowl at the end so that's yeah. true yeah he that's does true. so he there a is a way around this <laughs> <laughs> well because he has to have something to get you know knocked on his new flannel don't you know i mean he's so fashion conscious previously in this movie i mean <laughs> is, is mincing Am I using that correctly? It's just like, well, over my new flannel. <laughs> but I I did not realize until I was looking for the love of God for anything good to say about this minute. <laughs> this is a great hat minute because we mentioned Houlihan's hat of sadness. Yes. For when you're having a bad hair day. Duke's weirdly wearing like the Raider O'Reilly cap. Yeah, almost. it is. Yeah. <laughs> like pushed back up on his hair and... I think it looked real stupid, except I think it looks cute in it, but it's also stupid, but it's kind of cute too. (laughs) 
And Trapper John has on what I can only now think of as a hobbit hat. Yeah. With the flaps out to the side. Oh, I always <laughs> think of that as like a lumberjack hat. Yeah. If it was in the buffalo plaid, if that's the red like Pete and Pete, I would think of it as a lumberjack hat, but... Well, I, I also have a hat very similar to that, but it's like gray and black flannel. I stole it from my husband. It doesn't really fit my head, but I don't care. It's yeah, warm I had as a heck. hat like that with the ear flaps so that I could tie them down over my ears. Yeah. Because I just couldn't take it anymore. I was like, okay, I have a winter hat on and my head is warm. I have a scarf wrapped around me and that's fine. But there's always that little bit in between that you can't keep covered, even yeah. if you like walk out the door with it covered. Mm-hmm. And so it was so funny because my they came back into style for a while, and my sister was like, "Oh yeah, but you always leave the flaps tied up." And I'm like, "Not in Boston, girl." <laughs> no. No. Yeah, have you seen Boston Wind? Mm-mm. When it's like sleeting sideways somehow, and you don't know why, but the wind has determined it so, and you're just like. And yet I miss Boston. <laughs> I know you and Trapper John share a bond normally. Normally. I'm sad that you two are on the outs right now. I still want to throttle him. Yeah. What is it on Tinder? You swipe left if you don't like. What is it? Swipe right? I don't know. Clearly, I don't know, I've but I really used. appreciate I that in the Legends of Tomorrow show, the joke is that in that universe, they have an app where you swipe up. If you like someone and down if you don't. And everyone always goes, it's much more intuitive. Yeah, it is, right? So I'm swiping all the way down on Trevor. I hope he enters a certain level of hell. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll swipe him back out later. But right now, mm, no. Duke bestowing the Hot Lips nickname on her is a jerk move. Hawkeye saying, it must be one of those lady th- things, is a jerk move. But I really think Trapper John is tying this all together in a much more menacing way this is when i i said way earlier in this podcast i was like megan we're gonna reach the minutes and i don't know if i like trapper john and i felt very conflicted about that because i knew how much you did and then we became friends with selly <laughs> and he loved him too and i was just like sitting on this being like yeah but clearly i like to pretend this doesn't happen normally like the spoiler alert shower scene everyone knows about and, you know yeah. i know that happens and he's a jerk with that but for some reason the shower scene it's obviously worse because literally the entire camp <laughs> right literally like, they're all there right no and one is here, not to blame a lot of people were participating but there were a few very clear ringleaders and a lot of people just heard kind of as an side effect yeah like no, this true. was these three guys deciding to go after her well i think that's why this scene always seems that like it always seems more vindictive the broadcasting part than like the shower like the shower's still vindictive in a way but play to more comedic effect a little bit too so oh trapper your nickname is so effing accurate sometimes <laughs> <laughs> you're trapped in your love of oh uh, i don't remember what movie it is but they're like i can't quit you <laughs> and you're like yeah <laughs> Brokeback Mountain. That's it. I was like running through in my mind. I'm like, I know, I know, I know which actor says it. If I just keep going I know. through their filmography. I'm like, I'm like, he was Joker. There are cowboy hats. Okay, come on, Megan. You can do this. The other guy was in that Rocket movie. Come on, Megan. You can do this. He's just doing some Mona Lisa smile. You can do this. Come on, Megan. Oh, God. I love Mona that movie. Lisa oh, except yeah. that's a whole other movie I can like get my woman's study hat on, too. Yeah. Oh, because I went to Simmons. Oh. Special bonus episode. <laughs> Special bonus episode. Kissed fun. In fact, because uh, we just had May Day as a, oh, not that long ago. Um, yeah, they used Simmons Girls for that. Mm-hmm. 
take that little sleeve. <laughs> anyway, She's sorry. Enjoying herself. <laughs> well, because the saying used to be uh, Wellesley to wed, Simmons to bed. <laughs> <sighs> but they had the f- bus, so, you know. I think if this, I think if our reaction to these minutes is proving anything, it's that we are very pro Feminine of uh, people who identify as women embracing their sexual side. Yes. Did yes. I get that right? Yes. And, 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 to, and to, be, to be fair, <laughs> my my favorite professor at Simmons went to Wellesley for undergrad. So I don't actually hate, hate Wellesley's girls, but I did go to MIT prep party once where once some girls found out I went to Simmons and they were like, oh, we're from Wellesley. And they literally wouldn't talk to me the rest of the evening. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so apparently it's still a thing. <laughs> People suck. <laughs> People suck. Also, um, MIT frats who have life-size um, gumbies and pokies. Yeah. <laughs> Not your typical frat. So um, when you played pool, I had to tell them which angle the ball was going at. Oh, oh God. So it was like... I was I'm like, already out. I, right. And they were all excited because they had like Bud Light for beer. Because they were fancy, y'all. <laughs> And I was like, if this is what frat parties are, I never want to go to another one in my life. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say you probably had actual frat party experiences. I did. I had MIT. <laughs> you probably met more bros that were like Trapper than I met bros that were like Trapper. Going to plead the fifth on that one. No, so, to be fair, at the MIT frat party, they wouldn't serve you if you're under 21. So I didn't have anything to drink, but because I wasn't 21 yet. <laughs> also not your typical frat party y'all yeah yeah right yeah <laughs> they were literally carding us i'm like what's going on wow here? <laughs> like we're following the law today what's going on i'm sorry what are you a bar what ha- what's happening, <laughs> happening? do you know what a party is uh wait to drink till you're of the legal age kids <laughs> yeah <laughs> definitely don't do bad things right <laughs> Although it's really great. I found a picture of the night before I left for college. It's me and my dad and his best friend and his best friend's brother at a party. And I'm holding what I definitely think my parents thought was my first beer. (laughs) And we're going to find out if my dad actually listens to my podcast. Because it was not. (laughs) Dear listener. Not by like that much. By like two, three parties. But like, it wasn't my first one. (laughs) That was a Heineken. Eh. Oh, I like Heineken. I've nothing against it, but it was nothing special. I will say the best party at UConn, it wasn't a frat party, but it was a house party. And when you went out into the garage, they had, they had gotten a keg of long trail. (gasps) They went all out, girl. That's fancy. And I think (laughs) it was in the garage because like most people weren't. And so like less people would be drinking from it. (laughs) Most people probably had, like, Bud Light or whatever, but... Or Coors Light was the one that was always right at UConn parties. Coors Light and... Well, yes. Connecticut Coors CC. Come on. Even I know that. (laughs) Originally, you don't know, Long Trail is a Vermont brewery. Okay. So it's fancy. And it's okay. Made, it's, I think the actual brewery is near the Long Trail as well, which is okay. a hiking trail that goes from one the top of Vermont, if you will. The top of Vermont's like near the Canadian border and goes down. Wow. To like Massachusetts okay. Almost. But like, if you get a bottle of that in a bar, it's like going to be above the bottom level with like the Michelob and Budweiser. Oh and yeah. Stuff. <laughs> and so the fact that someone actually got a keg of this was just like I didn't even know this was possible. 
That's pretty amazing. <laughs> See, that's what that's someone who was trying to impress somebody. <laughs> I benefited greatly from it. I don't know who what I hope it worked out for them. <laughs> I hope it worked out for them. I hope it was consensual, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> I feel so sheltered. I went to a small college here in Bluffton in Ohio. We didn't have frats or anything. <laughs> it was a college based on Mennonite principles. <laughs> If that says anything. Yeah. <laughs> I could see that not being a big party yeah, place. Not yeah, really. You had to go elsewhere, out of town. <laughs> see, Megan went to a small college, but in a major metropolitan city. Okay. And I went to a big college, but in the middle of the woods. Oh, well, and the wow. thing, too, when I, was at, when I was at Simmons, <laughs> too, they were trying to get us away from, like, associating with MIT frats. Because <laughs> oh. there's a long history of... Uh, those girls dating MIT guys. I remember going to a alum event and some lady telling me how in the 50s there was this guy from MIT who liked her so much he climbed up the side of one of the dorms to get to her <laughs> dorm room because it was after curfew and he couldn't go inside. Oh, My grandfather wow. went to MIT in the late 40s, early 50s, and I refuse to read that because he talks about things and I don't want to know those things. No, I don't want to know those things. Why the hell would you write that in your memoirs that you know your grandchildren are going to read, Grant? But yes. don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of cracked me up that like, wait, an MIT frat boy or even just an MIT student would climb up the side of a building to get to oh. you? Like, that's impressive. Like, that's... Have you heard the lyrics to their songs? Yeah, I know. I probably... <laughs> They're not impressed by guys that go to Harvard. Let me tell you that. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I have the Simmons song book from like... 19- the engineer song. Oh, yes, that's right. Very uncomplimentary to the gentleman of Cambridge. <laughs> Yeah, there's a there's a couple lines about using guys for dates in other songs. <laughs> I was like, I love you, women of the forties. Yeah, I'm assuming 40s. the Mennonites weren't singing about. No, they probably weren't. They're probably no. singing more about godly non men <laughs> things, doing good deeds in the world. Or Megan, I decided to become a Catholic while I was at UConn, nature. and part of it was coming back from UConn has. All right, so I went to Yukon while it was transitioning. It used to be that all the frats owned houses in Mansfield, stores Mansfield around the school. And they were just starting to shut those down and they built Greek housing on campus that was finally up and running and that's where everyone was by the time I graduated. So it was oh, okay. kind of a weird like transition yeah. time. Mm-hmm. So I did go to some actual frat houses But then it did change over time. But UConn has something called Spring Weekend, which is when you start drinking at work on Wednesday at noon. Oh, wow. Uh, That sounds like Dartmouth College every day of the week. Okay, go on. Yeah, yeah. Picture Dartmouth College. but From what I'm told and have sometimes noticed. It's Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday night. There are huge parties, like thousands of people parties at three different locations around campus. And that's when also there are concerts. Like that's when I saw Guster and uh, it was always okay. the, like the- It sounds yeah. like Green Key at Dartmouth. Okay, yeah. But yeah. Friday was always a rock concert. Saturday was always the rap concert. So it's, <laughs> it's a huge drinking event. And the official line that I must tell you is UConn students do nothing wrong. It's all the students. It's all the people who come from outside and party on our campus and ruin it for everyone. Blah, blah, Um, blah. They actually ended up, we would get wristbands with like our ID numbers on them because that was the only way you could get in and out of dorms on that weekend because it gets shut down. But it is, it is a big weekend. And it is basically just completely given over to partying. 
My freshman year, I lived in Towers, which is up a hill. And if you walked along the main road, it was really far into the heart of campus. But there was a cut-through path that came out between the Catholic Church and Hillel. And you just always use that cut-through path. It was the way to go. And every night of spring weekend, or I think every night, whatever, the night I went out on spring weekend, when you were walking back, and a lot of times, I mean, by that point, we had it down of when to order when walking back so that our food would be delivered waiting for us in the loading dock when we got back. (laughs) There was a subway that made more money than God (laughs) on the way home. So spring weekend, they know everyone's drunk. They know everything's there. As we walk through the parking lot of the Catholic Church, they have set up eight grills in a row and they are just making cheeseburgers as fast as they can and handing them to people as they walk by. And I was just like, this is exactly what I needed right now. Genius. (laughs) This is so nice. And they weren't being like, you should come to church tomorrow. They weren't like, we're the Catholic church. They were just like, yeah, no, we know everyone's drunk and needs food. Please, please (laughs) eat something. And it took a few more years before I ended up going to mass and it was even more years before I converted. But the seed was planted in that night where I was like, these are, these are good people. They're onto something here. <laughs> I think I did college wrong. Should I go back and do it again? I could also tell you horrible stories that would probably make you think like, <laughs> yeah, I made a good choice. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did good. <laughs> you have now been subjected to my amazing ability that when I don't want to talk about something, we yeah, can talk about a- literally <laughs> anything <laughs> It's a gift. <laughs> I do have, if you want to be sidetracked more from talking about stuff in the minute, a note for, I think in the previous minute we see uh, Painless. And I have this, I like to call it my special gift of knowing these people that have been in episodes of the Golden Girls, (laughs) because that is my happy show. So he was in an episode in season three called Strange Bedfellows, and he played a man Gil Kessler, who was running for city council, and he, Blanche was helping run his campaign, and he was kind of a mopey, wimpy guy, and he wanted to be more popular, so he claimed that Blanche slept with him. And, (laughs) you know, fights between Blanche and Dorothy and they, and uh, Rose ensued, and ends up that Gil was, used to be a woman and got an operation to become Gil Kessler. So I was like, I know that guy. Wow. So just a very random side note. <laughs> I did not see that twist coming. No, yes. that's a good twist. That's a plot yes. twist. <laughs> wow. So yeah, that's my special power there. <laughs> I, wait, is Golden Girls, thank you for being a friend? Yes. Yes. Okay. So I know a lot of, of memes from that show. Uh-huh. And I know anything they mentioned on the OC about that yes. show. But you've never seen Golden Girls? <laughs> but I've never oh. seen a full episode of Golden Girls. Oh, it's Girl. wonderful. You should. You really should. I think should. I've seen every episode, like, multiple times. <laughs> oh, tyranny. <laughs> it is beautiful. I feel so sorry for you. <laughs> Everyone in the OC was talking about how wonderful it was, and I'm just like, I, I don't know what this is. <laughs> oh. Rose is, like, the best. Come on. Yeah. I always want to be Dorothy, but uh, I'm vertically challenged, so <laughs> can't really be that. <laughs> I, I mean, I've yet to see a, a quote from it that I didn't enjoy, so. Yeah, yeah. see? Yes. So, I think I would. <laughs> you, you should just, I mean. It just never crossed my radar. I mean, it's going to be better than Walter. Come on. I mean, like. <laughs> <laughs>
Megan's gonna need a palate cleanser after every. <laughs> we'll cover Walter minute by minute, not on purpose, but because that's all you can stand at a time. <laughs> I only got into Facts of Life because of What's-Her-Name Joe, and so oh, yeah. I, I just didn't make the leap to Golden Girl. Like, I feel like I would have needed to get into it around the same time as that. I think it's on Hulu, just saying. So Yeah. <laughs> we can make this happen in all my free time. I know. Well, <laughs> Not taken up by podcasting. Yeah, I know. Here. This was my idea. I know it was. <laughs> But Megan, I'm really excited. Hopefully by the time this is airing, I will have convinced you that we need to go to Los Angeles together because we did a week of Into the Night Minute together. This is true. We did. And we could go to the MASH site together. Oh. This is true. So I think it needs to happen. It is hiking, but Megan, it's supposed to be a really easy hike. I promise. I won't make you camp overnight. I promise we'll go to a nice fancy hotel. It will not be a carry-in, carry-out situation. Thank you. Thank you. That's really what I asked for. I know how you roll, or rather, would prefer not to roll. Yes, exactly. I mean, if we're going to glamp, I'm okay with that, but like... I, I know how you will roll occasionally to appease your husband. Unless it's Pumpkin Island, and then, oh, that's amazing. But you and Chris should have come, just saying. Um, anyway. um, I was very, very pregnant and sick at the time. Were you pregnant I then? Think... I thought it was the summer before. Oh, maybe it was. The it was the summer before. before. It was the summer before because as soon as you started to feel better, I started to feel sick. And you were like, you'll be fine. I'm like, no, I won't. And you're like, it'll be fine. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Megan and I have been on a weird <laughs> We've been on a weird trajectory together. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, it's she's almost so like sick. when we met I someone feel... dubbed us twinsies. I know, right? Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we didn't plan it that way uh, for future reference. Yeah, poor Danielle. <laughs> Look, just, you know, if you're planning on having a second kid, please warn me. I, I would I like to warn know you. before I get pregnant. <laughs> I will warn you. Maybe. We'll see. Anyway. I actually can tie it back to MASH of I'm now really, I want to read more about nurses during the actual Korean conflict because in my mind, the 50s are so such a like, okay, well, once you're married, like, of course you're not going to get hired for anything or like this because of the whole, well, you'll just stay home and make babies thing. But most of the nurses we meet, or at least some of the nurses we meet are married. No, that's true. Not not all. I shouldn't say that. We don't know that. But we know that Lieutenant Dish is married. That's true. I think it's implied she doesn't have kids, but I'm just, I'm really curious. Because I know they had the doctor's draft. So it's like, did they have, like, the nurse's draft too? How would that have been organized? Yeah, I don't know. I don't recall. So that's just something, if any of our listeners, or if we in the future come across it, <laughs> what, what is it they do on Godfather Minute? The we ask, we'll answer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to make that promise, though, because I'm kind of worried that this will be difficult information to find. <laughs> this may be a bigger question than I, than I meant to ask at first, but I'm just really curious because you always assume, like, well, yeah, the doctors are married and have kids at home and you know i'm doing the tisk motion with my fingers at Henry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he knew what he was doing when he talked about those shirts 
But yeah, there there must have been some hierarchy because we've determined Houlihan thinks of the army as her home and the army is her religion, and so she's Basically. married to the army, <laughs> right? And then do they? I don't remember. Is Dish? Do they say like? Do we find out if Dish's husbands also in the armed services? Or I'm trying that's to another think. excellent question because I've been reading this book off and on called it's called a defense weapon known to be of value, and it's about nurses during Korea. Specifically, the women who were like on or near the front lines, and some of them were married, but some of them, it's like, oh, well, my husband's in a different army unit, or he, oh, he's in the navy, but they weren't at the same place, and none of them, as far as I could tell, had children at the time. Like some of them end up having kids at this later on, but during Korea, they don't have any. I wonder, because I always assumed she was going home to her husband, but you're right; it doesn't make any sense for. For Mr. Dish to be tending the home fires. Right. I mean, unless he has some, I mean, unless he's based stateside because he's in the armed services maybe. But yeah, I don't, like, I'm kind of, I can't recall because in the TV show, she's clearly a uh, single babe up for grabs. Um, She's a raffle prize. (laughs) Um, Just because they made it less problematic in one way doesn't mean they stopped making it problematic Especially when the priest wins wins her, quote unquote. (laughs) Well, that was the only possible solution. No, no, I don't. It's kind of hilarious, but it's also kind of awkward, too. Like, sure. My favorite is how he always wins the baby pool. I know, right? It's like a running gag on the show. Because he has so much experience with it. Oh, I love you, Father Mokehi, but what do you know about babies? <laughs> you know how to baptize them. That's good. Oh, man. Megan, we got to talk about the show because I'm like, there's the episode where the woman's husband's in another unit and he sneaks out to see her. But yes! Lillahan has confined her to a tent. So they have to get them together. And, and it becomes the it whole... It a little maudlin at the end, but that's okay. That's and okay. It, it works out. The episode with the kids at the baby and everyone takes care of the baby no <laughs> <laughs> and then the baby goes up like they have to potty train the baby in the mash unit no it's kidding <laughs> that oh man that was no bad. actually all the kids ones i'm thinking of end really depressingly <laughs> oh, <so. no. laughs> oh god yes usually uh, yeah especially the last episode oh with the bus that has ruined everything for me. Oh, so. Having a kid ruined that because it's just. What do you mean ruined it? Like, did, was it already <laughs> ruined for you before? Like... It, it kind of was, but do you remember? It had to have been Family Guy, but I can't think what episode it was. Oh, Family Guy has a lot of bash references. All I can picture is Brian or Sweeney like, it was a baby! And like that part oh right it's a really good quote for whenever anything is like you could just turn the person and be like it was a baby (laughs) and now that i've had a baby and held it in my arms i'm just like too dark way too dark (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, when i was a callous youngin didn't bother me as much because it just Megan you also have to remember I'm the person who turned to a room full of adults crying at the end of West Side Story and said what it's not like we knew them (gasps) you what (laughs) (laughs) but when I was probably 11 definitely middle school I saw West Side Story for the first time and that was my response that was your response (laughs) I know because my mother's never let me forget it (laughs) (gasps) 
But it's West Side Story. It was originally not supposed to be Puerto Ricans. It was supposed to be Irish people and something else. Oh, Irish and Blacks. That's what it was supposed to be originally. Was it supposed, if I remember correctly, it was supposed to be Puerto Ricans. I'm kind of glad they made it Puerto Ricans because America is such a better song. So I, you know, with, it wasn't really Rita, but you know, I always say it's Rita's, you know, like, da, 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 you know, oh, I love that. <laughs> I know. And then they like argue in song. Oh, it's great with Maria. Like, oh, Maria, you're so, oh. Tonight, tonight, we only have tonight is also a very useful quote. And I will it, say, yes, I'm is. not a complete monster. I have watched West Side Story many times since, and I have cried several of those times. I just... I almost always cry, even though I know what's going to happen. I mean, admittedly, when I saw it when I was in fifth grade, I was like, this is kind of weird. Like, why are they dance fighting? But like... <laughs> <laughs> See, I liked it. I loved Officer Krupke and all that. Like, I loved that, but it didn't mean anything to me. And now, like, all she has to do is pick up the gun. And I'm like, and here they come. <laughs> You're like, God damn it. Why'd you F that up, girl? <laughs> <laughs> but I still love it. I love musicals. Sometimes I wish my life was a musical. <laughs> if only in the hopes that it'd be more. It wouldn't end so badly. But, you know. <laughs> there are lots of musicals with happy endings. Your odds are good. This is true. And as long as I don't have to be Mary and the Librarian. <laughs> I've had too many people come up to me at the reference desk or the cert desk and being like, did you know? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> They're like, oh, did you? Like, oh, so do you? Oh, no. Just, just no. We don't all sing. We don't all dance. Just <laughs> do you want a date? Do slip with that. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> See, my mom is a librarian and my dad, he did sales for a while, but he just is that sort of person. And so... You'd have to transpose the setting, obviously, but it's basically the story of my parents. <laughs> <laughs> so it holds a special place in my heart. That one's full of good songs, too. It is, though, yes. It's just, I'm like, okay, yes, Marion. Yeah, okay. She talks in the library. Okay, we get it. Yeah, we're talking right now. Concept. <laughs> Do they sing it at you? I've had one person start to hum it as they were walking up to me, and I was, and I literally wanted to be like, "I'm gonna cut you." No, <laughs> yeah, it's usually like really older guys who think that like they're being cute and like as if because I'm so young, I would have no idea what's going on, and they can charm me somehow in like in a weird hitting on me, not hitting on me way. And you're just like, Ugh. and it's like, no, I really like musicals, so I'm aware. Also, till my body had turned to carry on is like just the weirdest line ever. Like seriously, like that. No, my family's from Northern Indiana, so we oh. can't help it. Oh. We're not oh. from Gary, but we're from East Chicago, which isn't any better. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we're clearly. I I wanted to do a cute little tie it back to my singing Sutherland character, but um, he doesn't deserve it. I mean, Gary, Indiana is a great song, so, uh, right? And Op 5, was anyone else really excited when we got to, like, be in the aughts again? (laughs) (laughs) Just me, huh? Cool. (laughs) Uh, yes. (laughs) All right, this is a movie from the 70s set in the 50s. That's usually my wheelhouse, like, (laughs) well, 70s in general. Animal House is 50s as 70s. There's, like, a color palette that just... I feel very comfortable in. Yeah. Especially these lines like, I hope you didn't have to bother with those shirts. It wasn't necessary. (laughs) Yeah, clearly it was because you brought it up. Yeah. Thanks, Blake. (laughs) (laughs) It's called a laundry service. You don't need to have a girlfriend to get your laundry done. Oh. 
not great. But I will, again, like, uh, credit where it's due. Great hats in this minute. Great hats. Because Donald is wearing Hawkeye's awesomeness. And then this little back and forth with Blake and the radar with the briefcase. Yeah. (laughs) It's nice because it's hard to pick up on when you're just watching the movie. And watching it with closed captioning is a beautiful experience. Yeah, it was. Like, you forgot your briefcase. Oh, yes, I left it in the Jeep. Oh, you left it there. Oh, I forgot it. (laughs) Here it is. Here it is. (laughs) And then he just shoves it back at him. Uh, All right. They're going to walk off into the sunset. I'm sure everything will be fine. There's still more movies, so clearly. But Rachel, we're going to have you walk off. Do you have your briefcase? Uh, Let me check the Jeep and see. Oh, yep. I have it. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Thank you so much for guesting on here. Thank you for having me. It's. Always good to have some librarian shop talk. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I know I mentioned at the top that I quote unquote stole you because you were also a guest on Indiana Jones Minute when they were covering The Last Crusade. Yep. In the library, no less. <laughs> I went to bat for that librarian, but it's not the best. I think, yeah, Mary and the Librarian, The Mummy desk set party girl these are going to give you better portrayals of librarians than indiana jones in the last (laughs) (laughs) i still love it nothing will stop that yeah i stand by that stamp (laughs) yes (laughs) i just like fist pumped so hard that my arm actually kind of I think that's really a sign I should wrap it up. (laughs) The best was the other day I watched for the first time in years, a Britney Spears video that I used to be able to do the dance to. Which one? My mother, crazy. Oh, Oh, is that the one where she does the little like, yes. Yes. Okay. I definitely (laughs) knew how to do that at one point. And then the next, like later that day, I got a Charlie horse. And on the one hand, I know those two things aren't related, but in the same time, I'm just like, Wow, I just watched her dance and I hurt myself. <laughs> it's like the ultimate old. <laughs> we're not old. We're vintage. We're retro. Insert term of choice here. We're not old. <laughs> we just want to watch Max. I know, right? <laughs> we're vintage. Oh, I'm going to go get some vintage gin and try and forget about this. <laughs> but I will not forget about our wonderful guest, Rachel, <laughs> who stuck with us through some of the, some of the worst yes. behavior in this movie. So we're on the other side of it, guys. If you join us for minute 48, like I can't promise... We can't promise it's all going to be... Yeah, we can't promise the sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows, as the yeah. song says. Yeah. MASH 4077 cannot promise any of those things. No. No. And if there is sunshine, it's usually really hot and and uncomfortable. But it can probably promise booze and uh, awkwardness. So, you know. Booze and awkwardness is my brand. No. Um, We're actually going to come up to one of my favorite (laughs) Hawkeye lines that I use all the time. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. That's good. It's about to uptick, and uh, we need positivity, right? <laughs> yes, yes, and and I'm positive that we all agree that Tom Hagen, Frank Burns, is very entertaining <laughs> and will continue to be so. so. Yes, it's a good time. 
we'll catch you listeners tomorrow and who knows maybe someday we'll drag you back into this mud okay